Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Learn more beauty about the Catholic Church and the Bible and how to fight the spiritual war. It was amazing. I met so many amazing people from all different walks of life from different ages, different ethnic backgrounds. I mean, all different walks as far as the spiritual life. Just so cool. I learned stuff from Dr. Mary Healy. I learned stuff from the attendees, from the board member, Joanne Turner, from the other board members. I mean, just an amazing weekend. And if you have never been to an event, I highly recommend you go. I highly recommend you bring me to your parish. Just say, hey, can we bring this chick in to speak? Give him my website and then have him call me. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm all that in a bag of chips, but I totally, totally get myself pumped up speaking about my experiences and engaging with people. So it's just as awesome for me as I think it is from what the women tell me, I'm not saying this on my own, they're saying it to me. So anyway, if it's not me coming into your parish, go find some of these events to go to. They're not all the same. They always have different speakers. They have different themes, but you're going to learn. And who knows, you may meet your spiritual bestie. All I have to say is keep your eyes wide open when it comes to meeting people at these events because the two besties that I came out of my event with when I went by myself were in their mid-70s and they became my besties. I'm still texting them. It's, you know, more on the political side of the house any more than, you know, some of the Catholic stuff. <laughs> but I'm more shocked than anybody that I am hanging out with a couple grandmas. And they're rocking, and I've learned so much from them. So just don't let your own interpretation of what those events are prevent you from going, because that's what I did for so many years. All right. I also want to shout out to all the women and say, so were you excited and were you committed? Did you make the decision to pray? And if you did, did you do it? And if you didn't, can you reflect back and see what happened? 
Did you decide you were going to get up early and then just snoozed and didn't? Did you have a hundred different types of excuses that were flowing through your mind when you were in bed and just stayed in bed? Or maybe you got up, but just didn't feel comfortable enough to pray, just kept getting sidetracked. You want to do something different. I want to scroll through my social media. I want to see what's going on in the world first. And then before you know it, your day's gone and the prayer never happened. But what were you feeling while you were doing that? So if again, you decided that you weren't, eventually you decided that you weren't going to pray because you ended up not praying. So that's a decision. You just decided to do a bunch of other things instead. But did you feel the guilt throughout the day? Did you feel when you thought about praying that kind of poking and prodding from God saying, hello, you know, you went to this event and you made a decision and you were in consolation. You were on the mountaintop high and you made a decision. And the sixth rule of St. Ignatius in the discernment of spirits is this. I haven't gotten to the sixth rule, by the way, only on YouTube or on rule one and two. So by the way, go to my YouTube channel, Saturday morning, last two Saturday morning coffees with me. One says foundation of discernment of spirits. The other one is rules one and two of discernment of spirits. But anyway, when we make a decision in a state of consolation, when we're all connected to God and we're excited and our body and our soul, and our minds are all firing. Rule six says this. If the next day you do not want to do it, you get all of these excuses. You must do it and not only do it, but do a little more. So if you were going to get up and pray the rosary, do even one more Hail Mary, even one more glory be. Just go beyond a little bit, showing God your commitment, but mostly showing Satan your commitment. Even if it's the most distracted 15 minutes that you've ever spent, <laughs> you're just thinking about everything but prayer, don't worry. It's a good prayer. God is thrilled with you. That's St. Francis de Sales that says that, not me. God is like, look at you, my good and faithful servant, because you sat and you made that commitment and you stuck to it and you fought through it as best you could. You may walk out of that time and say, what in the world was that? I, all I was doing was thinking about my to-do list and Nancy that got me all mad yesterday and oh yeah, I forgot I need to call Father Bob to ask him about so-and-so. I mean, these, this is reality. This is sometimes how prayer is. But if you sit there and you fight through it and you keep bringing yourself into the presence of God, you're good. You're good with God. But when you walk away and you get up, you say, nope, I'm out. Then you've actually committed a sin. The first commandment, keeping God the center of your life, your whole mind, your body, your strength, worshiping him, having no other idols. It's 
So anyway, I'll move on to the topic at hand of hope here, but I just wanted to shout out to all of the folks from the San Angelo conference who might be listening today. And look, don't beat yourself up. Love yourself. Be patient and kind and get back into the race. Get back on the saddle. Make the decision again tomorrow that you will set the alarm. You will hear my voice telling you to swing your legs, pull those covers off, swing your legs and put those feet on the floor and stand up as fast as you can. And then go find a nice, quiet place. People, we're talking 15, 20 minutes. I'm just going to say it. It's an insult to God if you can't find 15 to 20 minutes to sit with nothing else but God. In the beginning, I'm not even sure I want you to be looking at biblical verses or praying a rosary because that's doing something. You know what I mean? I want you to sit with nothing, (laughs) no phone in your hand. I don't want you to recite a prayer. This is the time for you to speak with God. This is the time for you to be vulnerable with him. You start by giving your crud to him. If you are feeling bad that day, blah, you just want to crawl back into bed, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're feeling weighed down, maybe you're even sick, that's what we give to him. And maybe you wake up and you are on fire and you are filled with zeal and you are so excited to go see life today. Guess what you do? You give that to him too. Because both are from God. Both are allowed from God. And if we want one, we want to ask him for more. And if we want to get rid of one, we want to ask him to fill us with his other spirit. So we've just got to continue to cast them out and offer them up and then work on igniting our soul. How do we do that? Well, we ask God to fill us with his peace, his temperance, his joy, his love, his charity, his mercy. And at the same time, the litany of gratitude in our lives. We just sit down we say, Lord, thank you for this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And And guess what? Your attitude is going to change. The more that you look at your life and you're like, wow, you know, I really got it pretty good. And even the bad things are not even that bad. So you know what? Thank you. And thank him for the bad things because You're being sanctified by dealing with whatever it is that you're dealing with in your life right now. All right. I was on the plane. I'm going to wrap this up while I'm getting far, far into this. It's only supposed to be 10 minutes. But look, I'm on the plane. I'm working on my soul, mind, and body book, how to conquer addictions and bad habits. And I'm doing the research on the mind and the brain and how little research there is on the true subconscious nature of the brain. They've come far, far on technology with the brain and turning on and off receptors and things to make pills 
that deal with anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, they're really far behind on the true inner workings and the emotional aspects of how the brain works and the subconscious and the firing and rewiring. This whole kind of concept of it's not your genes that make you who you are. We have epigenetics, which can override the genes that we have. Epigenetics is the lifestyle that you live and how you can override and change those genes that you've been born with. Same thing with emotions and past events and memories, etc. So one of the things that I researched was the increase of suicide, the increase of depression and anxiety. And it stems from the lack of hope that these people have. And I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I'm looking at this world myself and I'm like, okay, first, Lord, thank you so much. I do not have any desire to take my life. I've never had that desire, but I have had the desire of just saying, take me off this earth. Get me out of this hell hole we call earth, especially lately. There are a lot of people out there who do not see God, who do not know that he is in control and are looking at what is going on and are saying, holy cow, we are doomed. We're never getting out of this. And that is where we have to step in. We have to be hope. If we as Christians are walking along with doom and gloom and we're never going to make it kind of attitude, the whole world is in trouble. So today, on this 9-11 day, where so many people are reflecting and they're hurting and they're sad and they're mourning the loss of so many family and friends and just the event that had happened. Let's try to just be hope and love people through today in ways that are genuine, where we're patient and we're kind with them, and even just telling them that we love them. Talking about the future and how hopeful you are for things. You must have something coming up in your season of life that you can be excited about and to get your family excited about. Or even just being peaceful and happy and joyful throughout whatever circumstance is going on in your life so that People can look at us, again, the mirror neurons, when we do better, they do better. And they can be like, okay, she thinks it's okay, or he thinks it's all going to be okay. So I'm going to lean on their hope. Because we should always be hopeful in the promises of Jesus, what he's told us. But a lot of the people out there don't have a clue what Jesus said. So we have to be that hope for them and we have to be that encouragement for them. We have to be that love and that support, and that mercy, that patience and kindness that they need because they may be in that moment of despair and hopelessness 
So let's do our best to be hope today. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ah, oh, Holy Spirit, please come into our hearts. Help us to be not only hope for others, but hope for ourselves. A lot of the time we don't have hope and we don't think that maybe you're listening or we just think that things are just hopeless and out of our control, but we forget sometimes that you can do anything. And if we run to you and we offer you our entire selves humbly and let you do what you will, that maybe, just maybe, that prayer will be answered. And we will see that flicker of hope and that season changing and that healing beginning. Lord, we just need to come back to you. Help us all. Remember that with you, we can do anything. Without you, we can do nothing. No thing. So, Lord, please come into our heart today. We give you everything, our thoughts, our words, our actions, and we ask you to be that beacon of hope and light in us so that we can show others how Christ is and how people who believe in you are supposed to act and supposed to love. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, it's time to be love. It is time to be joy. And it is time to be hope. For you and for everyone out there, we all need hope. And the best hope that we can have is hope in the promises of what Jesus tells us. And he said, with God, you can do anything. So let's remember that. Alrighty, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.